All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. Today, we have Brooke Goodrich with us today from the Old State Capitol. Brooke, how are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all? We are like everybody else, uh, kind of keeping up with the times, waiting for the next change to happen, waiting for the next shoe to drop, kind of see where things go. Um, mm-hmm. Two things are you guys in the same boat. Got a lot oh, yeah, definitely. So you guys are a little bit different. You guys are a place. You know, this isn't, you can't necessarily work from home, Old State Capital. You can't take it home. You can't move it. You can't do things. What's going on over there while everybody's at home? I've been hearing news and seeing, you know, kind of the chatter online that you guys are doing some great things with, you know, bringing exhibits, you know, home to people, be able to see things that they've never been able to do before. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like so many other places right now, we're, we're just – racking our brains trying to figure out ways to bring our museum um to people at home um and it's 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 been kind of challenging for us for sure um just because i mean this is a huge building so we can't cover every nook and cranny of it but we definitely um have made a lot of um efforts to to bring these exhibits to bring um different things to people at home we have um right now on our website we have coloring sheets puzzles for kids um, and then we were able to throw together a, um, a virtual tour, which was um, tedious for sure, but um, we got it done in about two weeks. Um, and, and we're hoping in the future to be able to build on that. Um, so yeah, we're just like everybody else, we're just trying to change and, and evolve with, with what's going on and just uh, holding tight, really. It's funny you mentioned the virtual tour and it, you know, it was tedious, you, said, you know, it took a couple of weeks, but I've been on projects on the other side of this, like pre-pandemic where people would talk about oh we're going to do virtual tours and it turns into these oh let's get a committee let's get everybody involved let's get the process we'll have it done it's our goal for you know second quarter third quarter you know sometimes people drag these things out yeah whether it be a virtual or something else but now you guys nailed it in two weeks and put it out there it's just kind of go mode and everybody just stepped up so absolutely absolutely so when we kind of got the feeling that we were going to start closing um you know my boss came to me and said you know, I'm not, do we need to pull the plug on a virtual tour? We just uh, got a brand new website at the end of last year, uh, which we put a lot of time and effort into. Um, and so a virtual tour wasn't quite on our radar just yet. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the, the first few days working from home, I was like, well, I got to keep busy somehow. So I just started Googling, which is the best thing I do with Google. Um, and I just started Googling how, how can we do a virtual tour? Uh, we are a state agency, but we are essentially nonprofit. Um, and so sometimes those virtual tours can get kind of expensive and, and we knew that we really didn't have that kind of a budget at the moment to really get this state of the art virtual tour. Um, and so, like I said, I just started Googling and, and I found some resources online and I downloaded a few apps and I came up to the building and I just started taking pictures. Um, fortunately we were able to find the biggest thing was really finding a, a 360 digital camera to get that seamless look of each room. Um, mm-hmm. And lucky enough, uh, my boss was able to purchase that for me. And we came in here, and uh, you know, we took the pictures. And it, and it, it, was, it like I said, it was very tedious. Um, I, I came back and took pictures maybe five or six times. And we're talking about each room. And there's so many rooms, so many exhibits in this building. I mean, it's forty thousand square feet or sixty thousand square feet that we're trying to cover with these with this camera. Um, and then I just went home at night. There were nights when I stayed up to the wee hours of the morning putting it together. Um, but, but we got it. And, and I think the best thing about ours is that it's not just pictures. We included narration in it, in it for people to, um, 
to kind of get the feel that you're actually on a tour. Um, and then mm -hmm. there's little points of interest that you can click on that will give you more information about some of the things hanging on the wall or um, certain artifacts and stuff like that. So we, uh, we put a lot of time into it. We did it fast, but um, we're happy that, to have that now. So people that can't make it here, and, and even when we do open, and people that can't make it here can still go online and see that. Well, that's what I thought was interesting about what you guys did with the tour. A lot of people have done some basic, you know, here's some pictures mm -hmm. and here's some basic things, but you can follow the tour that you guys did, read some of the interesting facts you put there, but also kind of find your own way, you know, yeah. look around, see what it is. I've been to, and I'm sure a lot of, probably a lot of people have been to the old state Capitol and done a mm -hmm. wedding there or an event and you kind of make it in and you go to the right, you go to the left, you know, you kind of stay in the upstairs is roped off and you don't get to see everything. That's what I thought was interesting. You guys kind of went all in on this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was a goal of ours. We wanted to bring as much as we could to, to the people at home. Um, we know that there's so many parents right, right now that are trying to, you know, outside of homeschooling, trying to keep their kids occupied. And so we figured this was something that was fun um, and educational. Um, and, and the best thing about it is that you can kind of skip around. You don't necessarily have to go to every room. If you don't see something that you really, you know, that interests you, you can jump ahead to, you know, the QEP Long Room. If you're really interested in QEP Long, well, you can go ahead and jump along to that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, right now it's, like I said, it's not some state-of-the-art virtual tour. We hope in the future to expand on it but right now it's, it's definitely um something that we're proud of well and i think that's you know i talked with somebody the other day and we were talking about you know virtual tours and things going online the online the virtual tour doesn't replace coming to the state capitol yeah it's it's yeah. that provoking it's the take a look you know here's what you can see you never can as far as i'm concerned and i'm a tech guy you know through and through mm -hmm. virtual you know reality virtual tours they're great but they let you see what you can actually go see, you know, and it's yeah. something different to see it with your own eyes, to bring your kids through, you know, to, to smell it, you know, to kind of walk yeah. through the rooms and know the history that's what's walked those same halls. So. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the things we tell school groups when they come in here, the, the, despite all the things that we have in this museum, um, the greatest artifact that we have is, is actually this building itself. Um, when you look back on it, this building is nearly 175 years old. Um, we, we seceded from the Union here. QEP Long was impeached here. Um, it, it's seen fires and wars and debates and, you know, so many things. So you're right. It doesn't really, virtual tours and anything virtual doesn't actually replace um, physically coming here and seeing it. You know, this place is one of those places where, um, you know, if walls could talk, the, these walls have, have seen it all for sure. That's, you know, that's one of the things I was going to say, you know, I had to question you, the museums played, you know, kind of a role through throughout the pandemic, you know, that we've mm -hmm. had here, but I think there's more of a story there. You know, there's <laughs> some history, you know, this isn't your first rodeo, right? You know, as far as the, right. you know, museum itself, I think you've got a little story there. I think I know it, if you could share it with everybody, it might be um, a little bit interesting. Yeah, so... Like I said, the, this building is 175 years old. Um, one of the pandemics people keep on bringing up is the Spanish flu pandemic in the early 1900s. Um, this building was around for that. So this isn't our, uh, our first radio. Um, we don't have a whole lot of um, information on that. At least I don't know a lot of information. Um, our curator may know a little bit more and we'll have her on next time we meet with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. But 
one of the roles that museums in, in our museum is playing throughout this is, is really just documenting this. Um, we don't realize it now, but we are very much living through history. One of the things we shared on our website and our social media channels was a um, COVID-19 time capsule um, for kids and adults, uh, which oh, wow. allowed people to, to document, you know, their feelings, what are they doing? And, and we know that through social media, we'll be able to look back on this years from now. Um, but nothing really replaces having that, the actual paper, you know, to pass down through generations. Um, so much of what we know about this building, how it was built um, by our original architect, architect, James Dakin, comes from his diaries. He kept a diary throughout the process of constructing this building. So we know how this building was made. We know how um, he went about doing those things. Um, one of the things we also, one of our artifacts in the museum is um, Sarah Fowler Morgan's diaries. So a lot of what we know about Baton Rouge or before, after, and during the Civil War comes from those diaries. So, you know, 50 years from now, we may not have access to all these pictures and, and status updates that we're posting on social media, but if you keep this time capsule um, and you document what you're going through right now, how you're feeling, how you're passing the time, um, projects you've done, we'll know that and it'll, it'll be able to carry on throughout history. Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of museums that we've seen have, have shared those time capsules just, you know, so we, we're encouraging people to, to really document this time in history, for sure. That's interesting, I never thought about it. And while you were talking, it made me think, I think it was a couple of years ago, I had heard or read an article, you know, you talk about us living in history, you know, mm -hmm. that this is what, go, you know, COVID-19 will make it to a history book. I remember somebody where I was going with that was a couple of years ago, somebody pointed out that, hey, this is the first textbook that has a history of 9-11. You yeah. know, we all lived it. You know, yeah. I can tell you where I was. I think this is going to go down in one of those, you know, where were you when Kennedy, you know, was shot? Where yeah. were you at 9-11? Where were you during COVID-19? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's one of those crazy times, you know, and to yeah. think that the old state capital has been through it twice, you know, and yeah. there's some history there. That's, and that's right here in our own backyard. You know, people, yeah. I'm sure there's people don't realize you know, they're driving through downtown. It's a beautiful building, but there's a lot more to it than that. There's history there. It's not just a place yeah. for events. So what, that being in that museum space, you know, everybody's from venues. We've talked with, you know, we've talked to swim schools here. We've talked to, you know, the zoo. We've talked to Olympic athletes. You know, we've talked to professional athletes. You know, we talk to people in all, every different form of business, but, you know, what does it look like, you know, as the challenges in the museum world? Like you guys, obviously, everyone plans for business and they try to plan for, you know, you hear people and I used to be in the IT space and we called it, you know, what is your DR plan or your disaster recovery plan? In my defense, we never wrote down pandemic and yeah. started writing down what happens next. You know, what's the plan? What does that, how does that challenge, you know, you guys obviously are having challenges in the museum or what? What is that? You know, what are you guys looking at? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so, um, you know, going forward, like so many other people, we don't, we don't know what, what's coming next. We don't know when we'll be able to reopen. We don't know when we're coming back into the, the building to actually work. Um, but as of right now, we're planning to continue our, our online stuff. We have, a, um, we have a new exhibit coming in um, that was scheduled to open May 15th, and we're going ahead with the plans to open it, um, and, and we're planning to to put it all online virtual we'll have a walkthrough um we'll have our curator curating it so um she'll explain to you what what exactly is going on um 
And so that's, that's kind of our plan right now. Unfortunately, right before all this started, we had a pretty huge exhibit um, on Coney Island. It was much larger than our normal exhibits. Um, and it's still sitting in cases right now. Um, we were never able to put it together. We can't show it to anybody. So we're just, we're just sending it back, which is un unfortunate, but um, you know, it, nobody planned for this to happen. And, and we definitely explored different options and we just decided, you know, it just wasn't, it, it was so large that we just really couldn't put it together and just to have, you know, a virtual walkthrough. But um, this next one we'll definitely put online and, and, you know, there's a possibility we may be open so people can come in and see it, uh, but we don't know. So we're just, we're just planning on, um, you know, moving forward with our online content. And I think, you know, one, one of the silver linings, I think, throughout all this is that museums um, have been forced to really think outside the box and to, to digitize so much. And, you know, you talked earlier about artifacts and seeing and being in the museum. And, and for us, that's very much, um, very much a thing. With, with museums, you, so much of what we do depends on people being able to see artifacts or touch the artifacts. Um, and, and right now we just can't do that. So we're having to get creative and, and, you know, keep people thinking about this for sure. Um, and so that's what we're doing, just, just moving forward and, and, and doing the best we can like so many other people. I think it's one of the things that we've learned. Um, I've always been, I've used Zoom for years and yeah. in the tech side of the world, it's been a no brainer. Jump on, let's jump on a Zoom call or just send someone a Zoom link. Yeah. I used to try to do that, you know, six months ago to people, you know, around kind of that weren't in that tech space. That's like, what is this? How do I do it now? It's like, Hey, let's jump on zoom. You know, it makes absolute yeah. sense where I'm going with that is the pandemic, you know, as horrible, you know, as it is, but it has pushed everyone to start really leveraging technology. And one of the best mm -hmm. examples, I think I may have talked about this on one of the other shows, but it's not related directly, but it's an idea, you know, mm -hmm. it's, do you remember years ago, Google came out with their Google glasses, you mm -hmm. know, and everybody was wearing it. People were like, yeah, oh, they kind of look funny, you know, and it kind of did some augmented reality, did different things. It never caught on. You know, nobody yeah. wanted to really do anything. And people were, what are you going to do with this face? But I read an article not too long ago. It was amazing. And I, this came up because I was talking with Theater Baton Rouge is there's a group over in the in Europe that started using the technology, putting the Google glasses where you could look through and for live theater events, it would post closed captions above the people's heads as they were talking and walking around on stage. Oh, wow. And so it was really neat just to see, like, this is a piece of technology that got recycled and reused to where, you know, you could see maybe down the road, you know, as people embrace more technology, it's looking, hey, you do your virtual tour and you walk through and you've got some of the stuff that you've already worked on, you know, that's yeah. popping up for people to see. But the point is, I think it's awesome where technology has been able to jump in and help us here. You know, we all, yeah. we are isolated and quarantined kind of back to the home, but look at us, you know, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been doing this, you know, oh, yeah. talking on a video, you know, call, you know, finding out what's, you know, going on over there. So kind of with that, what do you see a, you know, future change, you know, kind of for the museum? Are you guys having some of those conversations that you never had before? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so it's actually funny you said that because we had our, we, we've been doing conference calls. Um, and yesterday we actually had our first uh, staff Zoom meeting, uh, which was fun. It was nice to see everybody. Um, and, and on the more personal side, last week during the NFL draft, my family did a virtual draft party. So we were able to see everybody, which was certainly not normal 
or anything mm-hmm. they've ever done. But, um, it, you know, it was a nice little change and to see everybody again. Um, but, yeah, going forward, you know, I think we'll just continue to build upon this online presence. It's, I think we've all realized um, how important it is uh, because here, here in Louisiana, there's so many people that don't make it here to this building. Um, every year, especially around this time, we are flooded with, with school groups. You know, it's the end of the year. You're trying to get in those last few field trips. Um, and every year, there's, there's so many schools that don't make it here. Um, and some of it's, you know, a distance issue. Some of it's a funding issue. Um, and so, you know, again, one of the silver linings is that now we do have this virtual tour. And we have this online content to bring to those schools that will never get a chance to come here. Um, and so we just want to continue, you know, to build upon that. I think we've realized how important it is to have a great website, which we are so thankful for that we got that um, up and right running last year. It, it's like it's like we knew something ahead of time. Um, and so, yeah, I think, it, it, you know, and I know my staff here, I, I think um, we also have started to realize how important it is to have that, that online content and to, um, to be able to bring what we have here to, to everybody. And not even just Louisiana, across the world, too. You know, our, our stained glass has been featured um, all over the world. You know, we were named recently one of the top 10 stained glass places in the world. Um, so it's, it's nice that we can bring that to everybody. And, and really, you know, when I started looking into the virtual tour stuff, one of the things that that stood out to me was, um, when those, all those huge museums in, in Europe started closing, um, in Italy and those are world-class museums when they started closing, they went all online. And so that's when I got the idea. I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I mean, their budget's probably a little bit different than ours, but they, if they can do it, we for sure can do it too. And people were just, you know, they loved it. They loved being able to travel. Um, or virtually travel to, to Paris to see the Mona Lisa or, you know, to um, those museums over there in Italy with, with Renaissance uh, artwork and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's something that we for sure com- plan to build upon and, and to really expand upon it. I can, I think there's people are getting forced into the shift. I've seen mm-hmm. over the years uh, in the publishing space, for instance, a lot of publishers, I remember we used to have conversations about, are you going to put your magazine, you know, online, you know, and you'd hear people like, no, if I do that, then, you know, people won't, you know, go pick up the magazine. And it was funny, you know, you see people make the adjustment, you know, we made a jump and we found out, you know, that it's such a small percentage of people, you know, will pick up a magazine and read online. It's two completely different audiences mm-hmm. to where, like you said, you've got people that I think have never that live in Baton Rouge that probably... Like I said, I've been to the Old State Capitol a number of times. I've done some tours, which I love it. But before I did some of those tours, it was you'd go for the wedding and you'd go to the right, you'd go to the left, you know, and you kind of did the mm-hmm. basic little room. You did that little spill. And people drive up and down the street and they don't realize what we have right here in our own backyard. And yeah. I think we're very fortunate here in, you know, Baton Rouge in Louisiana that we have a lot of this history here. And I find it just amazing how many people are from here but haven't gone and done these things. But then when they go travel, they're like, let's go find a museum. Let's go see something. It's like, you didn't have to do anything, but just drive down the street, you know, when you're back at home. And it's something to do with the kids and not only just where the museum is, but where it's located. You can walk down to the river walk, you know, you know, kind of go out there. You can see things. God, we couldn't have asked for better weather, you know, for all this right now. So hopefully we'll keep that up through the summer. Yeah. 
and speaking on that, um, you know, the the local government has done a really great job at, at revitalizing this downtown area, and, and we've really kind of become um, the the central point of it, you know, the, where they host Live After Five is right here in our backyard, basically. Um, and, and so we're very fortunate that that they've put in so much effort down here in this, this uh, town square area that, you know, people are, are coming down here more and that we, we are obviously very visible. Um, you know, so we're very fortunate and we're very thankful for that. So do you guys in a normal, you know, in a pre-COVID-19, are you guys, do you see a lot of camps, you know, come through and bring, you know, kids and their programs oh, yeah. through? Oh yeah, definitely all summer long. Like I said, around this time of the year, um, it's, it's school groups. It's, it's an easy, we're a free museum. So it's, it's very easy to, um, to schedule with us and, and to bring a, a school group here. Um, teachers are trying to fill in those last few days of school. And then we kind of transition into those summer camps. We get um, a ton of summer camps from all over the city that come in. Um, and, and usually it's really nice. You know, we have the grounds and people are open or welcome to come in and eat their lunch. So a lot of these camps bring in their lunches and they sit outside underneath the trees and eat their lunch, let the kids run around. Um, or, or the biggest thing is rolling down the hill. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of kids do that, get that energy out, and then they go back to camp and, you know, wait for the parents to pick them up. But yeah, so. Uh, you know, we're hoping to be open this summer and we can have some of those camps come in, but um, we just don't know. Hope for the best, plan for the worst, right? Yeah. So, yes. so you mentioned you've got a new exhibit that was scheduled for the 15th, you know, mm -hmm. to open and that's going to be virtual. Are you able to tell us what that is yet or is that a not yet kind of thing? Um, well, it, the title of uh, that exhibit is Sign of the Times um, and I've don't have the information on me right now, but I believe it is on um, the political posters. So um, I think we're going to, you know, talk with you guys again in a few weeks and we'll have the curator here and we'll have the um, actual exhibit up so you guys will be able to see it in the background. Um, and we're going to follow that up. We're planning on following that up with the actual um, online content so that you can actually see a lot of those, those, um, those posters and, and what that exhibit entails. Um, and this will be the first one that we, that we put online. So we're, we're excited for it for sure. And this is something, you know, I guess it's worth, you know, maybe reading between the lines, kind of printing it. You guys have to continue, you know, the grounds still have to be kept up. The building mm -hmm. has to be maintained, you know, like other businesses, payrolls have got to run, you know, things still have to happen. So mm -hmm. the building might be closed, but by no means, you know, you've got you, you've got a staff, you know, everybody's there moving, you know, and shaking, trying to get things, you know, might be everybody's distancing, coming and going, but. Yeah. There's still a lot of work to do and where I'm kind of drawing that line is it's I'm sure there's somebody you guys are still having to find these exhibits and have conversations and that's got to change the way things you can't just stop the supply chain, you know, dead yeah. tracks and say we'll pick this up in a few months, you know, so there's still a lot of work that's happening over there. Yeah, a lot of it is behind the scenes. There's um, a ton of emails being sent back and forth. Um, as far as here in the building, people have been, you know, we've been, it's such a large building and we have such a small staff that for us to come in for a few hours each day and work, it's not really a, a, an issue. Um, and so we have had staff members come in and, and get some work done. Um, our maintenance guys have been checking in every day to make sure everything is, is good to go. Um, and then every day we have um, a security guard on, on duty. So they're able to, you know, keep an eye on things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's business as usual as, as most, as most normal way as, as we can make it. So it's the new usual. You know, the business new is new usual. So yeah. So yeah, I'm 
And I pointed that out to be, you know, for everybody that you jumped, you know, probably just so used to it from your side, but it's a free museum, yeah. you know, make, you know, so, you know, I think families and everybody's kind of making their not bucket list, but the, you know, go outside list or leave the home list. And yeah. this would be, you know, this is the leave. You've got 40,000, you know, square feet. You've got ground for kids to roll down. You've got, you know, tour, you know, go look at it online, run through yeah. the virtual tour, look at the new website, add it to the list of this is what you're gonna do. And you don't have to spend any money. Pack a sandwich, yeah. throw a lunch together, brown bag it, you know, head to the old state capitol. Yeah, it's it's so easy to come in here. Um, you I mean, you just walk in the doors. Our, our front desk people usually ask you, where are you from? Have you ever been here before? Just a few quick questions. And then you're welcome to to explore the building on your own. Um, we have that first floor. And then, of course, we have the, um, the staircase, which everybody loves going up and down. Um, and then we also have a kid's room. So that's one of the things that we've... Um, I haven't touched on, but we do have a kid's room that always has um, different activities going on. Um, right now, our, our, our theme of this year is, is celebrating the, um, the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage. So right now in the kid's room, which obviously nobody can get into, um, is, is uh, explaining that in, in terms of kids, so they can get an idea of how that works. Um, and we actually just put all that stuff online yesterday. Um, so anybody that's watching this, you're welcome to go online and download a lot of those um, lesson plans, coloring sheets um, that explains what, what, what suffrage is and how important it was um, 100 years ago for women to get the right to vote. Absolutely. If you don't know where, you, where you've been, you don't know where you're going, right? So. Yeah. Well, look, Brooke, I think that is... I'm excited. I know we've got you guys scheduled coming back, you know, to tell us some more information. I'm even more excited. You've now told us we're going to actually get to see some things in the background. We're going to have some yeah. more things going on. Um, anything else that we need to let everybody know this week, you know, what's going on. I know obviously we can't get them there, but it's do the virtual tour, look at the new website, get the coloring sheets, get the history, get the lesson. You guys are just dumping information and it's amazing to go from, from like not have like you said new website beginning of the year to now it's online content lessons virtual tours you guys are just killing it so yeah we're we're, we're trying to, to do our best right now it's tough times for everybody um and we understand that right now there's almost it's almost overwhelming how many resources are out there and so um you know we're not trying to push anything on anybody but we definitely want people to check out our our website and check out our social media just the other day i posted um back in 2010 we had a Huey P. Long symposium um, that explored his assassination and his life and his legacy and I posted part one um, the other day which people were very interested to see um, and we'll po post the rest of the, the parts in the coming days so um, yeah just check out our social media and our website and, and we hope that some of those uh, things on there will be of use to people. That's Louisiana has an awesome history. A lot of states yeah. can't say that they have that. It really is. Uh, yes. I've always enjoyed it. Um, it's, I just wish more people would dive into it. It's every day, you know, you can turn another corner every time you turn around and find yeah. something you didn't know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, just yesterday was uh, Louisiana's, I think, 200th, 208th birthday. Um, and when I was researching uh, to write a post on Facebook, some of the, it just, just us ratifying to become a state was just, it, crazy as you can imagine um it, it wasn't as simple as just petitioning it to, to congress it was it was a, a lot of back and forth who owns this land where is this border what about this what about that um and so i encourage people to go and, and read up on on just us becoming a state and how difficult that was and how uh, crazy it was All, you know in, in true louisiana fashion of course nothing's really 
straightforward and easy. <laughs> Absolutely. I told, I was talking to somebody the other, God, I don't remember how long it was recent, but they were an adult. They were grown up and it just kind of fell out in conversation. I was like, well, you know, we have parishes and everybody else has counties and they stopped me like, what? Yeah. I was like, no, it's, we're the only place that has a parish, you know, we're nobody else has a parish. And it turned into this whole history lesson that just yeah. like forgot our whole original conversation. And it was, well, this is why this is what, you know, this is what you need to and they were like, I had no idea. And I'm like, I yeah. did not know that. You know, you need to, you know, go read something. You know, go pick up a book. You know, this is yeah. interesting. You'll like it. It's a lot better than whatever you're watching on TV. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, well, look, I think, you know, it's amazing what you guys are doing, pumping content out there. That's what people need. You know, it's, if they're going to watch something, you know, let's go watch, you know, run them through a virtual tour. Let's, you know, see what's happening. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the more kids who can see some of this and dive in, the better. So yeah, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Thank well, look, you. you guys are coming back soon. We've already got you. I don't know if we're scheduled yet, but I do know we're looking forward to it. So yeah, I don't think we have an exact date. We we are uh, waiting to see if we can get this exhibit in and get a few people in here um, to put it up. So of awesome. course, six feet apart to put it up. So. Yeah, <laughs> six feet apart. We'll zoom back. We'll do what we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Brooke, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day. You know, with us, it is a beautiful day outside. Uh, you people can watch this whenever, but it is a Friday. It's beautiful outside. Yeah. If uh, there's anything we can help you with, or anything you need to know, just let us know. Um, and my usual sign up for Friday is uh, have a good time and everybody go to church online this weekend. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brooke.